everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Life Loading Podcast, episode 34. I'm your co-host, Sky, And I'm your co-host, Susan. How are you today, Sky? I'm fantastic, Susan. Obviously, I'm in a very different setup. I'm actually home. So I got home a couple days ago, and it's been fantastic, but it's been so hectic. So I'm happy to get into a little bit of routine now, but obviously, it's just been fun to see family and see people and see um, my like hometown because it's been this is the longest I've ever gone without being in my hometown. So it's even just like doing little things like driving through town. I'm like, oh my god! So I'm great. I feel like very refreshed, very like happy to be in this like second half of summer part for me. So I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. We had a little change of plans this weekend. I was literally packed. I packed myself, the dog, and all of our groceries to go to camp. And Chris came comes in. He's like would you be mad if we stayed home this weekend? I was like, honestly, no, like it was the best weekend I unpacked a, I was not mad. Cause usually that would send me into yeah. a spiral being like, I just spent an hour packing and now I'm going to undo everything I did, but I was totally fine with it. And I'm so excited. And yeah, we ended up having a great weekend. We did a ton of projects that needed to be done around the house, which was great mm-hmm. and spend time with family. So I cannot complain. I feel so- like you texted me saying that. And I, at first I was like, oh my God, I, I was ready to rant with you being like, how could he like turn to change the plans on you? And then I saw you were like, I'm so happy about this. Like think about the growth from even like six, three months ago. Like six whole, weeks ago. <laughs> I know literally like, I feel like both of us, like the whole go with the flow attitude and like, we're both still extremely type A, but mm-hmm. there's been like, I give, I was so happy when you said that and you were like happy about it and not stressed about having to unpack or annoyed or anything. It was like, you know what, mm-hmm. this is, this is going to be better. And And you know what it was? I was so intentional, intentional about what I packed. That's why it wasn't a big deal. It was like, okay, it's my Bay's weekender bag. Like, and I just did all my laundry. It's good. I'm going to put it all away. And then that actually ended up me gutting my closet and my drawers and rearranging everything and folding and organizing things. And I got rid of a hand, like a pile of clothes. Oh my God. I needed to do that anyways. So it all works out. literally all works out we that I don't want to get into it now because it's so unrelated but we need to do an episode on like organizing and like creating a wardrobe that's like full of only pieces you like and because I was going through that with packing too it's like I can bring home like so little clothes because I know it's like okay I'm gonna wear all these I'm only gonna wear these things it's not like oh I might wear that it's like no you know what's in your closet is things you love so that'd be a maybe like a when it gets closer to winter, when everyone's like kind of going through their closets for the new season, that would be a good episode to do. I think that'd be really good. Um, so we're going to start a new little tradition on the podcast where we at like one of us asks the question of the week and then we both answer it. And we want you guys to respond in the comments, too, because we are interested to see what you guys have to say. So, so I think guys, not- responses what? could go on YouTube if you're watching or yep. I don't know. If there's a way to leave comments on Spotify or Apple Music, but I know you can definitely leave them on the, you know what? We will create a graphic to post on Instagram. That's what I was Everyone, amazing. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. That'll be so fun to go through. Yes. We're very excited to see your answers. So this week's question, which Sky knows nothing about because I sprung this on her three minutes before we started recording, is what color was your childhood bedroom? Oh, I have a very unexpected answer for this. So my bedroom is the same color it's been since we moved here 16 years ago, and it's blue. 
which no, like it's not you. No, it's not. And but <laughs> there's a very cute reason behind it. When we moved here, my parents wanted they picked the colors for most of the house, and then they told my brother and I that we could pick our bedroom colors. And I was very, very, very into fairies when I was younger. Like I uh-huh. loved building fairy houses, and like I like so I loved like that vibe. So I wanted like a garden room with like fairies, mm-hmm. and so I wanted the walls to be sky blue so it would look like there were fairies flying. And then for years, I collected fairies from like everywhere and we would hang them on a piece of like fishing string from the ceiling. It was like looking back, it's like that was actually really cool. And I had like fairies from all different states and all different places. Like it kind of became a thing. It was like, oh, when we travel, if we find a fairy, bring it home. And so I had fairies and butterflies and like the walls had like decals and stuff. So it was a really cool room. And now it's just blue because I took the fairies down, but I never repainted. But yeah, sky blue. That's very cute. And I like that it's your name, too. I know. Well, it is fitting. (laughs) (laughs) My childhood room was yellow, which is funny. That fits. Yes. I was going to say, everyone says that, like, if I were a color, I'd be yellow. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's my parents painted it. And then I moved upstairs to a room when my sisters moved out and it was pink. And then when I got to change the color, I did a blue very similar to your blue. And then when I moved back downstairs... I painted the that room yellow again, which is funny. And right now I'm looking at paint swatches for our kitchen, actually. Oh. And I didn't even realize it, but they're all like pretty much yellow tones. Mm-hmm. So oh. <laughs> my parents, when we we repainted our kitchen um, a long time ago now, but it feels recent because it was more recent than when we moved in. And um, we were like all looking at colors and I found this one color and it was called Center Stage. And I was very much in my theater kid era, which I I hope I never grow out of my theater kid era. But it was like, this has to be our color. And if you've seen my kitchen, center stage is neon green. And my parents are the coolest parents ever. And they were like, that's awesome. Let's do it. So we literally picked it because I thought the name was so cool. And then now we have a neon green kitchen. But I think like a buttery yellow would be so pretty for your kitchen. Right. I think it'll warm it up. And that's how we chose the color for our living room. It's silver ash. And Chris is like, it has our last name in it. You have to. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love that. So it'll be a very like like a country vibe in the kitchen. Like very like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to hear everybody's. I'm so, this is so fun. Yeah. Let us know in the comments and let's get into today's episode. So today we're talking about money, which is green. But I know <laughs> maybe it's more like the the color of my kitchen than um, anything else. <laughs> but so we wanted to do this episode this week because last week we launched our finance tracker. And I think you had this idea to do this. And I think it's brilliant because we can just dive in here on not only like what's included in the finance tracker, but like why we chose to do it this way, because it really yeah. is a tool that we created because we hated other budgeting things it like seemed too Mm -hmm. overwhelming so this is really something that we have been using and we were like oh i think we should share this with other people like this was very much a tool that was selfishly made for us and then we're hoping (laughs) that other people like it too which i think people will especially when we dive into it so i'm excited absolutely um the first thing that i wrote down while i was making my list is time is money my parents i grew up my parents owned a business and their whole thing was time is money time is money um, and so that's something that's been ingrained in me. And for a while I just thought like, yeah, cause you're using your time. But then I realized like 
just how you use your time is actually the way you make money. Um, and that's something that has stuck with me. And especially now where we think of time as our currency instead of like what you create in that time, if that even made sense. Um, but that's like kind of the foundation of my experience with money and how I definitely treat it now. And with being intentional with it, that's why I like this finance tracker that you created mm -hmm. because I'm being intentional with my time. I'm not wasting a ton of time going in and filling in a bunch of stuff that doesn't even really matter. Like what we have is very to the point and makes you see it like overall, but also you can dive into the, like the nitty gritty of everyday spending, which I Absolutely. love. I think there's such a balance. And I, I think not that anyone listening to this is going to think we're experts, but I think it's, it's valid to say that we are not experts on this. And yeah. this is literally just something that works for us. But from what I've seen in other finance trackers, budget trackers, whatever, it's that it's very like it's there's too much. Like you said, like there's way too much going on. And I think there's a balance because you need enough there. You need enough things to prompt you to like keep track yeah. of your money. But if it's too much, then you're not going to do it because it's going to be like, oh, I don't have three hours to go in and put everything in. It's like mm -hmm. it needs to be like. I think of this as a journal, like a finance journal, because it's something yeah. that if you spend money every day, which I think in some ways, I feel like most of us spend money at least like five times a week. If you think about it, like yeah. even if it's five dollars for coffee, like anytime you spend money, you can go in at the end of that day and just do this little journal prompt, basically, and then you're good. So I think it can kind of be put into like your nightly rituals or daily if you want or morning, like if you want to do it the next day or whatever. But this to me works, whereas some of them are like so overwhelming. And I think if you take the time, even if it only is five minutes, if you take the time, then you're seeing, OK, I spent this money instead of if you're not spending the time at all, money can come, money can go and you're never going to realize it left. So if you're being intentional yeah. about it, like forcing yourself to take the time to say like, OK, I spent five dollars on coffee. I have to write that down. You're probably going to think twice before you do it again if you're trying to spend less money. Like it depends on like where you're at and what you're trying to do. But yeah, I think being intentional was the whole goal of this. I'm a very goal oriented person. And if I don't have a goal, especially with money, then like the rules are gone. Like I'm going to be at TJ Maxx. I'm going to be at Starbucks. I'm going to be online. Like it does not matter. So this, even if I don't have like, especially now. So like we bought our house and that seemed to be like the goal for a very long time. Um, and then once we like, we have that, we're comfortable with our bills now. And I was like, oh, so now we're just like living life. And Chris is like, no, we still need to be saving. <laughs> um, and this has really helped me with that because even though it's not necessarily like a, we're trying to save X amount for this mm -hmm. with this. It makes it feel like goals because it's like, I don't want to have that many red X's or I yeah. want to have, you know, I want it to be more green than red on my monthly spending thing. Yeah. Um, and that's been huge for me. It's like we talked about with Goodreads last week. It's like you're yeah. in competition with yourself where it's like, I yeah. want six green squares this week. But it's like, mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, so it's, you're not competing with anyone but yourself. And I think, so if we're going to talk about Maybe we should go into it. So if, if people haven't seen this, they understand what we mean by green squares and red squares. Yes. <laughs> but um, the tracker is meant to be something that you can there's monthly pages, daily pages, and then, yeah, monthly and daily pages, and they can be duplicated, erased, whatever. So this is something that you could use over and over and over again. Like it never ends, basically, is the idea. But that first page that we're talking about is the month overview. And we both picked 
green and red and is blue your neutral day. Um, yeah. But then you we designed it so that you can put in whatever colors you want. So if you have a day where you made more money than you spent, it's a green day. If you had a day where you spent more money than you made, color it in red. And then if there's a day where you didn't, I think neutral day. So let's say either you made 50 bucks and spent 50 bucks or you just made and spent nothing would be a neutral day. Um, and those are almost the days that I try, I aim for those neutral days because I think for us, like, okay, I know when payday is like, I know when I'm going to be able to make those green days happen. Cause if you're not making money on a day, you can't make it green. So the whole, the blue days for me are like, okay, if I don't spend money today, that's a good, like, that's a blue day. That's like, that's what we're we're working towards. Cause we can't, like, I can't, we can't pay ourselves every day, you know? So you have to kind of like, what can we control? I think is kind of the whole thing with this is picking control with your money and kind of getting, handling, getting a handle on it. Um, And then the daily money log. I feel like if you're looking at this, this could seem kind of annoying to have to put in the daily money log shows the amount you spent or made and then a description of the item and then a daily total on either how much you made or spent and then the item so there's then there's a second section that shows the item and then the reason for purchase and i know for me that reason for purchase huge that's a little hard it's it's so important but it's like like okay i went to tj maxx and it's like what was my reason for purchasing that it's like, was it just that I wanted to spend money? Like, was it that I needed to shop? So forcing yourself to literally write down and if it's groceries for the week, like literally just put that, you know, like it doesn't not all your reasons have to be like right. calling yourself out. But I think it's a really cool way to hold yourself accountable and be like, OK, like I did this yesterday. I'm not going to do this again tomorrow because I became very aware of it. Um, yes. And then we have our item categories, which. We put we put examples in this, too. So once you download it, you'll be able to see and this will really make more sense. But the item categories just give you a way to see where your money's going. Like if all your money's going to Starbucks, you can easily see that if all your money's going to takeout or clothes, whatever it is, it just makes it easier to see that. And then you have your monthly spend log, which is a place where you're supposed to put every single cost description and category in color for the entire month. And we do that for spend and earning. And then. A journal reflection page where we give you a ton of different questions to answer and reflect on. And then the preparing for next month page. I really find this one beneficial. Yes. Uh, That's my favorite page. Mm -hmm. With what you were talking about with your goal setting too. It's it gives you a place to make a budget for next month, give yourself ways to stick to that budget. And then I really liked the planned expenses section because If you know, like, okay, I have a car payment due on this day, like, that's going to be a red day, you know, which is fine. Like, not every day is going to be a green or blue right. day. But almost to me, it's like that whole, like, girl money thing or girl math. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I know it's happening ahead of time, it hurts less when it hits. Ver- yeah. Versus, like, okay, I just went and spent $200 at Target. Like, that was not a planned expense, you know? So right. I like the planned expenses section. And then the no spend list, if you're really trying to limit yourself from those target trips or whatever, write it down, like make it happen, hold yourself accountable to that. So yeah, I mean, I use this, we created this because we use it and it's definitely helped me. Yeah. So this has been, it's kind of funny that we release these at the same time or similar times, this and the life audit, just Mm -hmm. being able to like really deep dive and understand exactly where you are right now 
makes it so much easier to see where you want to be. Because once I started using this, I mean, I'll be honest, Chris does all of our money. I make the payment for the mortgage just because I, it's on my laptop. Yeah. Other than that, I don't handle anything. I haven't since we joined our accounts years ago. Um, so it's one of those things where it was like, I had no clue what was going on. And now I'm so, I'm so much more aware of it, at least from my spending, which the man doesn't spend anything, he, you know, just collects money off the side of the road. Um, but, um, I'm more aware of it. I'm like, okay, like this is where we are right now. I want to be making a thousand or $5,000 per month. How can I do that? And then it's shifting my mindset into different ways that I can bring in more passive income to supplement whatever our spending or wanting to go on a vacation or putting more on our mortgage every month. And that's been so huge. Yeah. I started the first way I started because I think I was really bad about money in college, which I think so many of us are like, it's just, and I'm trying not the coping to mechanism. <laughs> it, no, it seriously was. And I think especially like when we went through college during COVID, so it was like, let's online shop. Like we got to fill the void, you know, it was awful. Yeah. But anyways, I was like, I really need to get a handle on this. And the way I started doing that, it sounds so crazy, but I was just using the notes app in my phone and I was doing a money log and I literally mm-hmm. would make myself write down every single thing I spent money on and what the purchase was. So it's like, okay, yeah. $5 at Starbucks and then, okay, $35 at Target. And I made myself write down and like friends would look at me like after dinner or whatever, if I'm like sitting there like writing down and they're like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And it's like, I need to get a handle on my money. Like I need to yeah. make myself like stare at the purchases in the eyes and be like, this is, this is what you're doing. Like, yeah. you know, like take responsibility for this. And it helped me so much because I looked forward to the moments when I wasn't having to write down what I was spending. Like I became mm-hmm. um, the blog I wrote about being a shopaholic. shopaholic. This, yeah, this all kind of goes together. But I realized I was first like so addicted to spending money. And it wasn't even that I wanted things. It was just like the rush of spending money. I like mm-hmm. craved it. And then it started to switch because I was making myself so hyper aware about what I was spending that slowly now I feel like way more of a thrill when I'm spending money. It's like, oh, my God, look how much I was able to save this month. Like, that's so much cooler to me than look at all the stupid stuff I bought that I don't need. So you really can train your brain. It took me like, I mean, okay, so senior year is still bad. So it took me over a year to like really get into this habit and I'm still not perfect. But if yeah. you want to do it, you can. This tracker is going to help you just become so hyper aware. Our like between Chris and I, our biggest fights were always about money, mm-hmm. and it was because I couldn't talk about it. I yeah. like my, especially when I was a teenager. Every like everyone was like, "You're so bad with money," because I was always spending, and it was that narrative of like, "You're terrible with money. You're never going to have money. You're bad with money." And so to cope with that, I would like stress shop. Um, And so Chris and I literally couldn't even have a conversation about it. I remember we had just, we weren't engaged yet, but we knew we wanted to get married. So we were already saving money for our wedding. And there, every month we would put a hundred dollars. Each of us would put a hundred dollars. in. And there was one month where I was like, I don't want to put a hundred dollars in. Like, I want to just, I want to spend it on X, Y, or Z. And this was the first time we like legit fought about money. He was like, no, like we're committed to this. We need to do this. And I was like, Chris, I can't even do this. And then I like just shut down yeah. and I wouldn't even talk. And that's how literally for years, like we would get into it, like just a lock horns because he would want to talk about it. He's like, we just need to communicate so that I can show you like, this is what we have coming in. This is what we have going out. 
what's going out is more than what we have coming in. Like just, he was legitimately just trying to have an adult conversation and I would not participate. Like I just, even talking about it would give me so much anxiety because I was like told my whole life that you're not good at it. Mm -hmm. And I believed it. And then I started telling myself that. And then when I started telling myself that, then I literally had no regard for what was going on, what was coming. I was going out like just swipe and hope that it doesn't get declined. No, literally that um, attitude, that's the problem is like the worry yeah. about it later. Yep. So it wasn't until I guess right around like probably six months before the wedding, I was like, holy shit, like we need to make sure everything is paid for. And like, mm-hmm. where are we? Thank God for Chris. Like mm-hmm. if it weren't for Chris, I wouldn't be surprised if I was living in like a cardboard box because <laughs> <laughs> the man is so good with money and so patient with me. Like it has been years in the making before Chris and I can talk about money. Like now it's just an everyday conversation in our house. Um, and a big part of that was the finance tracker because yep. now I'm more confident in it and with myself with being able to use it. And that has been so big. And then that's great for our relationship because now we have like a shared mutual goal. Yeah. Um, that has been huge. I love the point you're making about how you can't be afraid to talk about money with yourself. And yeah. then like, so like you don't have to tell everybody what money you're spending, but I think with your spouse, that's obviously a very important conversation to be able to have, but you mm-hmm. spend so long just avoiding the topic with yourself. So how yeah. are you supposed to then go and be like, yeah, Chris, I spent this money today when you didn't even mm-hmm. want to acknowledge it to yourself. Yeah. So I think that's like a whole, a whole piece of this. Cause if you're writing it down every day and putting like mm-hmm. why you're spending it and what you're spending it on and all of that, it makes it easier like you can admit that to yourself. Like, this is okay. Like I plan to spend this or no, I know based on my budget that I'm allowed to spend this. And you know, like it's all, it's all there. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny, like talking about this now I'm thinking, and every time it would be like once a month when it's time to pay bills, Chris would be like, I'm not trying to stress you out, but we need to talk about this. Can you open mm-hmm. your discover bill and like, tell me how much we need to pay. Yeah. And I, I couldn't tell you the last time he had to preface a money conversation with that starter because it would, I would just like instantly shut down or I just throw my phone and be like, figure it out. That is the one nice thing though. I don't know everyone's money, like how they use money. Um, But with discover, which is not sponsored, they give you a spending analyzer. So it shows you all the categories and it's like a circle and colorful. And that's like, I like that now that used to stress me out because it'd be like, oh my God, look at how much money I spent this month or this year. But now it's kind of cool to be able to see those different categories, which essentially we're doing manually with the finance tracker. But and I think uh, I think if you're someone that's not used to like writing, because I mean, this is on your iPad, you can we use it on our iPad, you could print it out, you could put it on your computer, however, but if you're not someone that's used to writing, I think you could see this and be like, I know I wouldn't stick with that. But I mm-hmm. think there's really something like so important about taking the time to hand write something. And I yeah. think especially with this, like if you're wanting to get a handle on your money, if you're forcing yourself to hand write every single expense you spend, that's going to take time. And that's why we have it separated by days and weeks and months. And you can really yeah. it's not like you're going to sit at the end of a month and do all of your expenses at once. But it forces you to really just keep an eye on it and be like you said, like those conversations with Chris, they aren't scary anymore because you're just in the habit of doing it. It's like, oh yeah, I spent this money. Like I write it down. Like you don't have to be ashamed or afraid because you can trust that you're getting a handle on it. Absolutely. And the other thing that growing up, my parents had a rule. It was the 50, 50 rule. So for every dollar I made 50 cents went into my savings 
50 cents was for me to do whatever I wanted with. And I remember resenting that rule Mm -hmm. up until I was 18, I guess, and financially free from my parents. Um, Because when I was a kid, I wanted an American Girl doll so bad. And my parents were like, either ask for it for Christmas or save your money. And it took me, I don't know, all summer, part of the spring, all summer and all fall. And I finally had enough. I had $100, which I don't even know what, I don't want to know what they go for nowadays. But I got my Felicity American Girl doll. She was being discontinued at the end of December. I saved up all my money. I got her and she came in the day. I actually had oral surgery and she came in the mail and it was like the best thing Mm -hmm. ever. Um, But I remember being so freaking frustrated because I actually had to make $200 before I could get her. I was like, mom, please just let me get in there. No, like they were sticklers for that. Um, That I bought an MP3 player because I wanted to listen to music with headphones. That was like the coolest thing. $30 and I paid for it in change that I scrounged up around the house because I wanted it so bad. Well, it was $60, but whatever. Um, And then even as a teenager, my car, I bought my first car and I had to earn double. To, to buy it and they were they stuck to that and I remember being like I will never do this to my kids oh no my kids yeah. are gonna get it because it's huge because now there's Chris and I we're like the dinks we're the dual income yes. with no kids yet um and we have a percentage that we put into our savings after like once our yeah. checks come in for insurance taxes and our 401ks and then we have a separate investment bills and then we have what we're saving just for a rainy day, yeah, but, it's and that's been huge. And having that already having that practice, like if you do 50, 50, when you're a kid or whatever percentage you want though, then when you're older and you do have bills, it's really not that much different because yeah. 20%, like if it was 50, 50, now 25% of that is our monthly bills. And then the other 25% of that is just whatever. Yeah. So we're still saving. Yeah. Yep. Something this I thought of it when you were talking about having to save up and basically save, not basically, you were having to save double just to buy something you want, especially as a kid. Like that took a lot of time to save up. Something I started doing a couple years ago and I still do it is if there's something I really want, like it would be easy, not always, but we could just go out and buy it. And mm-hmm. I think I've now forced myself to create a want list. Again, it's yeah. in my notes app. Like I think... And it's convenience because then I'm able to put it into the finance tracker later, but like the phone's always on me. So anyways, I do it in my notes app and it's my want list. And it's, let's say it's um, like a new, a new iPad case, whatever. And I'm like, I really want this. And I easily could just go on Amazon and be like, okay, it's here tomorrow. But I make myself write it down. Okay. iPad case and the date in which I first thought of it. And then I kind of like try and forget about it. And the next time I think about it, I go and I'm like, oh, it's been three days since I thought about that. Like, okay, let's give it a week. Let's see if I still really want it. 80% of the time, I don't think about it and I don't want it. But then Mm -hmm. that 20% of the time where I do still think about it, it's like, okay, I know I really want this because I've been thinking about it for two weeks, 10 days, three months, whatever, like depending on how big the item would be is kind of how I base it. But that want list has really stopped me from being such an impulse spender, which was a huge problem for me. That's also huge for like when it comes the holiday birthday time yes. and people are like, oh, what do you want? And you're just like, oh, I don't know. Cause I swear like from November to March, my brain blacks out and I don't want anything. And then it's like, once all the things are done, it's like, oh, I had this, 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 and this I could have used. Yep. Um, that's huge. 
And I mean, I'm a December birthday, so a lot of it yeah. gets lumped together. So, and again, it's not about like, but it is people ask and it's not like you and I are sitting here like, oh, I want this, this and this, but people do ask people want to buy you gifts, yeah. whatever. So it's like when it's April and I don't have a birthday coming up or anything, it's like that list becomes beneficial because if you've yeah. wanted it for a full year, it's probably worth yeah. getting or probably worth asking for. Absolutely. My last thing on my list about money was reading because I was like, I'm terrible at money. Obviously, I need to learn something. So I probably bought 15 to 20 different money books. And when we moved from the apartment into the house, I binged our bookshelves because I was like, I'm never going to read these again, or I don't want to carry them up three flights of stairs. So (laughs) I have narrowed it down. I only kept three and I reread these on a daily basis. So if you're trying to get into money or if you do have something working for you, but you want more, I highly recommend these books. Um, This is the You Are a Badass from that collection. Um, This one's the Making Money version. It's great. This is like if I had to start somewhere all over again, I would start with this one. It's very straightforward and it gives you just like the confidence you need. And so that one's great. Um, Rich as Fuck. Yep. It's excellent. I love this one. I would say the first five chapters are great and then it gets a little bit repetitive, but it's still really good. It gives you like the confidence boost. And like this was the one that I was like, I see money differently now. Yep. And that really what I what I personally needed that one and then, to me I never I haven't finished it because I was actually reading it and then I moved and I was like I'm not gonna bring yeah. a paperback for what all the reasons but that to me was the one where it was like okay anyone can make this happen yes so she's really shared her like personal story I think that's that one right yes yeah it, it felt very she took something that could seem like oh like so daunting and she yeah. she walked you through like no I'm I was this way. And then I made this happen for myself, which that was very motivating. Absolutely. And this is the one where it's like, you will go through like highlighting like she, there's a lot of just little one liners in here that really change your perspective. And yeah, yeah, she does very relatable. She has a very casual tone. It doesn't feel like she's down to you. I think that's what got me on a lot of the money books. It was these experts that were talking here and I'm like, I'm here. I need someone to meet me like down here. Yeah. yeah. Um, even a little bit higher so I can, you know, get up to that level. But I, the, the space was too big with a lot of the money books that are recommended. Yeah. Um, this is my all time favorite money book though. Like if you, if you're ready for it, this one is it. It's actually, it's one of the best ones. I don't know what awards it's won, but um, it's really more of like a science. Um, yeah. Both of money and its history and of people and how we use currency. But then like it gives you legit steps on how to make more money. Like it's, if you're ready for it and you're ready to listen, this is the one that you should get. And this is thinking grow rich by Napoleon and Hell. I think you sent me that book to Italy. That was how important it was for me to read that. I remember before we realized how terrible it is to have to send things (laughs) to another country. We, we went through the hassle and you, you shipped that to me. Because it was that one was fun, yeah. yeah. That's like if you are looking to like change your life and you want to invest in like X, Y, and Z for books on reading, that one, Atomic Habits, yeah, and Project, like those three Habits books project, will get yeah. you through your life change in all of it. I would say, like, I mean, until we write a book, which I think definitely a dream life loading book is certainly on our on, the, like, on its way, yes, on our <laughs> list for sure. But until we write one. 
the dream life loading like trilogy you're totally yeah. right because it's the money book what is it what is it think and grow rich yep yeah and then atomic habits and happiness project i wanted to say that again to make sure everyone could write that down because that is like those are yeah. the three that if i don't think we would have dream life loading if you and i hadn't read those right. books and like changed yeah. perspective in those ways i fully agree mm-hmm. yep Speaking of books, before we transition into favorites, I thought it would be fun because we're in such a reading era right now. If every week we share our current read and what it's about and like if you read a couple books this week, like share or like share your favorite. But just like I don't know, like we've become such book girlies. I think it would be fun to share the wealth. I love that. Do you want to start? No, you can go ahead. Okay, so I'm reading Hotel Nantucket, which Sky talked about last week obsessed um and it's the perfect change of pace from what i have been reading i've been reading like murder thrillers that sort of thing which always seem more fast paced because you have anxiety and like you need to know what happens <laughs> hotel nantucket is just like i'm on the beach and i'm listening to all the gossip and i'm seeing all these different lives unfold and it is brilliant like usually there sometimes it feels like there's no purpose and it's just beautiful. It's like, I don't even care. Like I'm just happy being a fly on the wall, watching these people's lives unfold. Like, and there is like scandal and sass and all the things there are those elements, but you're not like so vested in one character, which I think is nice. Like she took the time to develop so many different characters and just, you can really engulf yourself in the Cape Cod Nantucket summer and I don't feel the need to go there because I can just read it and experience it from the comfort of my own home. Right. I would love for that book to be turned into a movie because the way that, I mean, I almost feel like I don't even need it because the way I'm able to picture it from the way (laughs) she describes everything. And yeah, she, Ilan Hildebrand, the way she's able to like create characters is yeah. something it it's incredible because like you said like there there isn't a main character in that book when you think about it like there no. kind of is but there are so many people that take such a like a center they scene, get the center spotlight. They, yes yeah. Yeah. yeah no i love that book that's like that's one of my favorites over the whole summer for sure i've been loving it i'm reading it's called tom lake i had never heard of it and my fiance's mom actually texted me and she was like, I just, she either just finished it or just started it. I forget where she, where she was when she texted me about it. But she was like, this book is so similar to like your life. She said the woman, like the character in the book grew up in Durham, New Hampshire or went to, yeah, grew up in Durham, New Hampshire, went to UNH and then did theater in high school. And like, she was a theater kid and she actually like took it further. And so the whole book is about this woman's journey of like, growing up in small town New England, going to UNH, and then kind of like making it big as an actress and then kind of going from there. And the book is told she's kind of telling the story of her life to her daughter. So it switches between like current day and then um, like her story. But I was like, oh, my God, I have to read this book just because it talks about UNH and Durham. Like, that's wild. Yeah. I'm enjoying the story, not more than I expected, but I didn't have an expectation for the story just because I was so excited to read it based on like the setting of it, but I'm really enjoying it. It's a different type of read for me. It's a little bit heavier and a little bit slower. I think I've been reading, like you said too, like a lot of like fast paced, like read them in a couple day books. And this one's taking me a little bit of time, but I really enjoy it. Um, So I recommend it. It's on Reese Witherspoon's book club um, book pick list. It was um, one of those, but 
yeah, it's wild to like hear them talk about like the summer camp she went to. And I'm like, oh my God, I went to that summer camp. Like, it's so cool to see like all the Durham stuff that's being thrown into this book. So I'm loving it. It's a different, it's fun. I saw that you were reading it on Goodreads last night, actually. And mm-hmm. I looked at the description. I was like, oh, because I saw the cover and I don't like to judge a book by its cover. Yes. I'm like, I'm very surprised Sky's reading this. Like, what is this? And so I pulled up the description and I was like, oh, this looks great. And I actually added it to my TBR. You would love it. It's, and again, I'm so happy. This is why I love, this is why I'm, I'm wanting to share books and stuff on yeah. here because you don't, like, it's so easy to just continue reading in your genre, keep reading the yeah. author you know. But when she texted me that, I was like, I this goes on this goes next on my list. Like I'll cut everything and read this now because it's it's fun to like read out of your comfort zone and read new things. But yeah, um, yeah, I I recommend it. I mean, I'm I'm only a hundred pages in so far, but I'm it's it's a nice change of pace. I like that. Um, my favorite for the week was actually being productive again because since having COVID either my energy or my brain just we weren't aligned and this weekend was great because I actually got to like use my body and like take the wallpaper down and we're painting and finally getting to do these household projects and it just feels nice to be productive again like it's been a month and I was really convinced there I was like maybe I just won't be the same again but I feel so good and it's just been rejuvenating like and not exhausting. Like I'm not working myself to the bone, but just yep. to be productive again has been very nice. That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that because like knowing you, it was, was really weird. Yeah, it was. It was. But you were. It was just a weird headspace. And obviously I knew it was because you were sick. Like I knew the reason for it, but it was still like this isn't Susan. So I'm so happy to hear that you're you're back on track. Yeah. It was frustrating to like be in your body and it not be doing what you wanted yeah, to do. for sure. Both your like, I remember just sitting at my computer and I'm like, I don't like, I just fog. Like, yeah. I don't, I can't even think. And my brain goes so fast. I think that was it too. Like on an average day, my brain is like constantly going until I shut it off at like six or seven and hang out with Chris mm-hmm. and for it to just be so quiet. And I couldn't even, be, I couldn't even listen to big booty mix guys. Like that is the severity of this brain. <laughs> fog. I was overstimulated by big booty mix. Yeah. And now I'm back on my shit, but it's good. Um, yeah. My I have two. I mean, I think being home is my obvious favorite right now, but I was like, I yeah. gonna do something else. And so I moved with two suitcases. So obviously I had to leave a lot of things behind. So I was really looking forward to like <laughs> clothes that have been here and like products and just like, I mean, I'm drinking pumpkin spice iced coffee for the first time in a very long time. So little things <laughs> like that I've really been excited about and looking forward to. And two things, actually two makeup products, which I was surprised about. One of them is the Elf Hydro Grip Primer. I've always seen it and I never, I was always like, oh, whatever. Like I never grabbed it. And I was told that it was a dupe for the Milk Hydro, maybe the Milk one is called the Hydro Grip. I don't know. The Elf one is the dupe for sure, but it's it has a similar name. But I was told it was a dupe for the Milk Primer. So I bought it at Target because of course I had to go to Target my second day home. Like no one's surprised but- by that. And I needed a primer anyways. I was like, oh, I'll try this one. Oh, my God. If This is probably like $5. It's worth every penny. And it's worth trying, even if you think you might not like it. It's like glue on your face, but in the best way. Like, it is like makeup sticks to your face. I've never had a primer that actually works like that. And I think I realized all the primers I've ever used are not actually primers. Because it was like, what are they priming my skin for? Like, I don't feel like I'm ready for makeup right. now. Like, it's going to slip right off. That mm-hmm. primer is like 
it's not going anywhere. I was like blown away by this $5 primer. And then my other favorite is Super Goop Glow Screen, which is something I've used before and it's not cheap. It's like $40, I think. So I never repurchased it in Italy because I was like, oh, I have one at home. Like I don't want to, you know, then then I have two. I was like, I'll just stick it out and not use it until I get home. And I wish I had bought it in Italy. It's that good because it's a sunscreen, so it protects your skin, but it has this beautiful glow and it's not, it's a little bit tinted, so it does have color, but it's not like a heavy foundation or even a CC cream or anything like that. It's just like, it looks like you've been out in the sun all day and you're like sun-kissed and like even skin tone. It's stunning and it wears so well, especially with the Hydro Grip Primer. So like that combo is like the perfect summer glow to me. And I like, I miss the glow screen so much. It's, it is, it's expensive, but I really believe it's worth every penny. I love that. Um, I might have to invest. I, I recommend it. I really do. Even like <laughs> you can get it into the fall, you know, like it, it, you can still be yeah. in the fall. It's, I think it's worth <laughs> it, but that primer, if I'm going to recommend anything, it's so worth it. And it's dirt cheap because it's elf. Yeah. It's like elf. They really know what they're doing with the dupes. I really like their moisturizer too. Yes. Yeah, yep. I like our setting spray. Like I, I'm seeing more and more that Elf is really stepping up their game. They are. My favorite quote of the week is it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed. And Ooh. I it was kind of funny because it's kind of related to money because like I used to be told like I'm bad with money, whatever. And now I'm like, watch me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not embarrassed by it anymore. And just in general, like. It's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed. And I have actually gotten, Chris actually said to me the other day, he's like, you've gotten really good at not being like super embarrassed. Because if you guys haven't, well, you haven't because he's never been on this podcast, but Chris and I will banter back and forth. And then it turns into like a gloves off roast and we just go after each other. Um, But we, he, he was like, you know, it's getting harder and harder to like roast you because you don't seem to embarrassed by anything I was like yeah I've been really trying to be better about that so I love that it's something I kind of want to do a full episode on it again because I think being home a lot of people have been asking me like how it's been like living in a different country and the number one thing I've been saying is that you just have to accept humility because you're never going to do everything right like other cultures are going to make fun of you because like you like you're living in their culture and you didn't do something exactly the way they do it. And, oh, you're the funny American, you know, like, so I mm-hmm. like I've talked to you a lot about this is that yeah. you have to just be OK with being embarrassed. And like you said, I love the way you said that is no one can make you feel something unless you give them permission to like you have yeah. the choice and you're choosing to not be embarrassed. I oh, that you're the only one who's going to feel it. And that's the thing. OK, any like anyone, anything, especially I've noticed it with friends that I've had for a very long time, like growing up, mm-hmm. if they bring something up from when I was in high school or elementary school, that's like embarrassing. Yep. It used to really like weigh on me. And now I'm just like, let's talk about this. And then, you yeah. know, and it's I just one of those- it's a growing up thing, too, mm-hmm. for sure. I think that come it comes with it, age a little bit. But yeah. it is once once you take control of it, no one has power over you like yeah. sure like what do you want to talk about <laughs> because i know seriously right. i think let us know in the comments anywhere if that's an episode you would want us to dive into because i think we would both like rant be a- for a long time we about- have so many stories yeah so many good stories but also so much advice on how we've really went from being people that care so much about what other people think versus yeah. like not allowing it to 
affect you. I think that you just decided our episode for next week because I know now I hope people commented because <laughs> we want to do it. Um, my favorite for this week, I was thinking about this on the airplane as I was like literally landing. And it's literally the first tattoo I ever got. It is a quote that is on my body, but it's something that I don't think about as often as I should. And I think it's been my favorite before, but it's worth having it be again is um, no day but today. And I think especially with like, I'm only home for a little bit and just no, there is no day but today. Like appreciate everything about today that you can. Like don't think about yesterday. Don't think about tomorrow. Just like appreciate this present moment is so important. So I'm, I'm carrying that mantra with me. That's beautiful. I love it. All right, guys, you know the drill. Leave us a review or a like and subscribe, depending on what platform you're listening to. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for watching.